Well, good morning, NCC. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each and every one of you here. I'm so excited that you're with us. You guys, you did it, okay? You have 100% church attendance so far this year, okay? Give yourself a little pat on the back. You guys made it this morning. And if you're our guest, if it's your first time here at NCC, we want to extend a special welcome to you. And my name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're a church that's passionate about making people and places new. And we're glad that you've joined us on this first Sunday of the year. Before I jump into the message, I want to share an exciting opportunity of just one of the doors that God has opened in making people and places new this year. It's the new year, and I know a lot of us maybe have fitness goals that we're wanting to start, and I'm excited because we are partnering with Camp Titan Fitness. And so that's a fitness group that's going to be meeting here at the church, and I want to You guys mark this down Monday, so that's tomorrow at 6 p.m. will be the grand opening. And so right here in this room, they're going to be, you're going to meet the trainers. You're going to see some of the equipment. You'll find out a little bit about the workouts and some more information. And then at 7 o'clock, there's a free free short workout that you guys are going to be doing to kind of get a feel of what it's going to be like. And so Peter and Isabel Ramirez are going to be leading this for us. There are some amazing leaders here in our church, and so they're going to be doing that. And also what I love about this is those of you that join in this, their heart was, hey, we want to give back to the church and we want to give back to the community. And so a part of everything that comes through Camp Titan Fitness is going to go right back into the church to make an impact in what we're doing, the ministry that's happening here, and also the ministry that's taking place in Mesquite and the surrounding areas. And so I'm super excited about this. Once again, just another opportunity in the way that God is making or allowing us to help people be made new and places be made new right here in this area. For those of you that have been around a little bit, You guys know that about a year and a half ago, we were in a campaign together called Made for More. And out of that campaign, we had some declarations that we said together as a church. There's some things that we declare. You walk past them every week. You guys may not notice them anymore. They're what hang in those glass frames in the hallway there. And I know the first few weeks, like you see them and and they're kind of new. And then after a little bit, they're just another declaration on the wall, just another thing hanging up on the wall. But You guys, these are something that God has spoken over our church. And there's something that it's important to us as a church. It's who God's making us into, who God is creating us to be. And so as we kick off this year, looking at a vision for the future, where God has had us at and where God is taking us to, we want to say these declarations together. So we're going to do that together this morning. They're going to be up on the screen, okay? I know it may be a little bit early, but get your voices warmed up. Okay, and let's say these out loud together. You guys ready? Scripture shapes our lives. We own our spiritual growth. We change the world. We invest in the next generation. Joy is seen in who we are. We live life together and we move forward. See, these are the things that God has declared over our church. This is who God said we are going to be as a church. These are things that are core to who we are. And I think sometimes we fall into this mindset of, hey, that's what our church does, right? Like our church does that. We change the world. We partner with nonprofits and we partner with the school district and we do different things. That's what the church does. Or, hey, our church, man, they're making an impact. They're investing in the next generation. And that's right. That's something our church does. But it's something that we also do as the church. See, the church is not what happens from 9.30 and at 11.15 on a Sunday morning, and that's it. The church is you and I. 
See, we've been called as the church of Jesus Christ. And so when we talk about these declarations, the church is living this out when you go to your work on Monday morning. And you in your workplace, the kind of boss that you are, the kind of employee, the kind of worker that you are, you're different from other people around you. Why? Because scripture shapes your life. The kind of husband, the kind of wife that you are, the kind of parent or the kind of kid that you are, it's different. Why? Because scripture shapes our life. That's how the church lives that out is when you take God's word and you apply it in your life and you begin to live it out. Students, we live this out. The church is active. When you walk into that class, science or history on Tuesday morning and the teacher says there's a pop quiz and every other kid in the class goes, oh man, and they start complaining about the teacher, right? But there is a smile on your face. Why? Because joy is seen in who we are. And even in those difficult moments, we pray that the joy of God, what Christ has done, that it brings joy in our life that spills over to other people. When you're at the holidays, right, and you're around family, you're not just talking to adults, you're talking to kids. Why? Because as the church, we invest in the next generation. See, it's something that we do. It's not something out there, like that's what Pastor Aaron does, or that's just what we do when we get together on a Sunday morning. No, it's what the church does every single day of the week. Every moment, we're living these things out. We have a vision for where God wants to take us and the kind of people that he wants to make us into. And so these declarations, they shape our lives. They form who we are. And so we're going to take the next few weeks, and we're not going to be able to look at all of them, but we're going to highlight a few of those. And we're going to see what God has for us in our future. You know, in high school, I joined the swim team. I always did cross country and track, and I was pretty good at it. And so I thought one of my best friends asked me if I would join the swim team. And so I did that. And I thought, I'm probably going to be pretty good at this. I was a pretty athletic kid. And I remember that first day I jumped into the water and everyone else, you guys, they're doing like the freestyle, right? The breaststroke, the butterfly, the backstroke. And I'm just doggy paddling, you guys. Like it's just a struggle to make it from one end to the other. At the end of the year, I was so proud because I got the plaque that said most improved swimmer, okay? Wasn't the fastest, wasn't the best. I just improved the most on the team. And, and I was happy about that because I actually learned how to do that. And so recently I've been working on my health and I've started swimming again. And one of the most important things as I was thinking about this message this morning that I do in the morning is I put these on. I'll give you guys a quick picture of this, okay? I don't know how funny that looks out there right? But these are one of the most important things I have when I go swimming. It looks blurry right now, but I promise you in the water, everything looks clear. And these are important because when I'm swimming in this lap pool that I have at my gym, like it's important that I see where I'm going. Why? So I don't run into the person next to me, right? Like I just swim over into their lane and crash into them. That when I get close to the wall, I don't just ram into it, right? Hit it with my head or my hand, but I actually see where I'm going. These are vitally important because I'm racing the people around me. They don't know that, you guys, but we're in a race together, okay? And, and yesterday I was swimming and this lady came in the pool and she started doing lap swimming too. I'm guessing she was in her early 40s. And I usually beat everyone. They don't know we're racing, but I usually beat them. And I could not get ahead of this lady. Like I'm struggling to keep up. And I'm thinking, come on, man, I should be able to do this. And then I realized, wait, I'm in my 40s now and getting a little bit older, you guys. So struggling there. But, but these are so important. Why? Because they help with my vision. And they show me the course that I'm on and to make sure that I don't get off on another path and get in someone else's lane, ended up hurting myself or someone else. They show me the pace that I'm going at. 
And you guys, that's what vision does in our life when we stop and where we take moments where we pause and reflect at where we've been. And we see that and we start to determine, God, where are you calling us to go? What is it that you're asking of us in our life? Where do we want to end up at? See, that's all a part of vision. It's vision for the future, what God is speaking to each and every one of us. And this morning, I want to zero in on a vision as it comes to owning our spiritual growth. See, if you're taking notes, you can write that down because we're going to focus in on that today. We own our spiritual growth. That's who we are as a church. So we don't come into this place assuming, well, that's something Pastor Aaron does, right? That's something that happens in this room. No, I own that every single day of the week. I'm looking at, I'm having a vision. God, where do you want me to go? How do you want me to grow this year? God, what's important in my life, you know, for these next 300 and some days, God, that you've given me um, here in 2018? God, what are you doing inside of me, God? And how do I see where it is that you want me to go? And so we're going to take a moment as a church and we're going to look at what God has done together inside of all of us together corporately. And then we're going to allow God's spirit to challenge us in some specific ways as it comes to our spiritual growth and inside of us. You know, God's word, as we're talking about spiritual growth, I think about taking that first step. And God's word says these, you can write these verses down and look at them later. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, God's talking to his church and he says this, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but God is patient towards you, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. The heart of God is that everyone would come to repentance, that everyone would come to know him. He desires that, that each and every one of us in our lives, that we would be made new in Christ. And so last year, together corporately as a church, here in this room, we saw over 100 individuals make a commitment to Christ in their life, making that decision to follow him. And you guys, that's a reason to rejoice. The word of God says that in heaven, over one individual, that heaven throws a party, that the angels are celebrating, right? There's rejoicing in heaven, and that happened over a hundred times. See, that's what God did as we gathered together corporately. It's a part of owning our spiritual growth. Those of you that took that first step, that said, hey, I'm stepping out, and I want Christ to be a part of my life. I need my life changed, and there's sin in my life, and I need God's forgiveness inside of me, and I need to be changed and to be made new. Now, let me challenge you. You don't have to say this out loud. You don't have to write it down, but just think about it. How many of those were you a part of? Like, how many conversations did you have last year to help someone take their first step? See, if you're a follower of Christ, God didn't save us. God doesn't redeem us in our lives just so we can hold on to it for ourselves. See, part of you owning your spiritual growth is actually sharing what God has done inside of you in the life of other people. And it's sharing, hey, here's how God showed up at this moment in my life. It's with that coworker, with that family member that's struggling, that you're saying, hey, here's what God's doing inside of me. See, owning your spiritual growth isn't just about what God's doing in you. It's what God is doing through you, through your life, and what God wants to do to use your life to impact other people. And so when you think about take, people taking their first step, were you a part of that last year? Did you do that? Are you comfortable with just saying, God, I know that we're okay. Like, I'm not going to end up in hell. God, I'm good, and I'm kind of satisfied with that. Or do you have the heart of God that other people would come to know? 
See, that's a part of owning your spiritual growth that you and I, that we would share our story with those that God has placed around us. The next step that God has called us to that's a part of our spiritual growth is found in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. When Peter, this disciple of Christ, who had walked with Jesus, who had seen Jesus die and be resurrected, this is what he says when he's preaching a few weeks after Jesus' death and resurrection. Peter says to the crowd, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, the Bible encourages us that we would be water baptized. And last year, we saw 20 individuals that came, and they made that public confession of their faith. Now, I want us to go back. Can we flip back to that salvation slide? I want you to look at that, and now baptism, and now salvation, and now baptism. Do you guys notice something there? See, that means that there's 80 of us in this room that made that confession of faith that said, God, I want you to do something new that never took that second step. And there are those of us in this room as it comes to our spiritual growth, like we've come and we've surrendered our life to Christ and we've taken that step and we've said, hey, God, I want you to do something new in me, but we've never made it public. And see, that's what baptism is. It's this confession of faith to our church family, to our families and our friends, that we are dying to our old self. That's going down in the water. We're being buried to who we are, who we were, and we're being raised to new life. And it's telling everyone, I'm not that person that I was before. I'm not that same individual that I used to be. I'm not living in that same way. Christ has done something new inside of me, and I have been changed. And let me challenge you with this. If you've not taken that next step in your spiritual walk with Christ, of that public confession of baptism, following that in that example that Jesus gave us, you need to do that, church. You need to have that in your life, that that practice of saying, you know what, I'm declaring that I have been made new in Christ. Another thing that I want to celebrate, and this is exciting, we saw over 272 individuals come for the first time to NCC, and this is people that you guys invited, family members and friends that came and that were here last year in our church and experienced the message of hope and experienced the message of Christ. And so I love this because this isn't us doing something as a church. These are invitations that you guys made. These are family members or friends that you said, hey, you got to come to NCC. You got to check out what God is doing. And and people that came and heard that message of hope and were challenged in their relationship with Christ. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 says this, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. And last year, we did this a number of times as we came together the last Wednesday of the night for, for Cultivate. And we had over 85 people that came those nights and we grew together in Bible study. We had a professor that came and taught us, hey, how do we read God's word? Like, how do we understand it better? What are practices that we should have? We were in here one night and we talked about how do we talk to people of other faiths? Like if we know someone who's a Muslim or a Hindu, like how do we share our faith with them and how do we understand what they believe and what we believe and the differences there? How do we do that? And so we were looking and we were seeking after wisdom because part of our spiritual growth is not just staying stuck where we're at, but it's learning more. It's developing in our relationship with God. It's growing more. The book of Psalms says this, Psalms chapter 86, verse 9 and 10, all the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name for you are great and you do wondrous things for you alone are God. And there were a number of times last year where we came together for worship nights. 
where we just gathered together and we said, God, we're going to spend a little bit of extra time calling out to you, God, celebrating you, declaring you are good, declaring your goodness. And we had over 275 people at those different nights that came together to worship and to celebrate the goodness of God. See, all of these things are a part of our spiritual growth. Now, there's a number that I can't put up there because I don't know it. But I want you to reflect on it for a moment. See, it's the number that signifies what did you do to own your spiritual growth last year? Like if you had to stop and think and you said, God, how intentional was I in 2017 to spend time praying, to spend time reading? God, how much journaling did I do? Lord, how much of my time was sent spent serving the needy God with the church or on my own, Lord, just meeting the needs of people around me that you've placed in my life. All of those things are vital to your spiritual growth. God, how faithful was I in honoring you in the tithe and giving generously, Lord, to make an impact in your kingdom. All of those things are part of your spiritual growth, and we don't have individual numbers for those, but you know them. And see, God's word is challenging us that we would own our spiritual growth and that we would not be comfortable staying where we're at or getting stuck in our relationship with God and being comfortable kind of coasting here, but we want to continually move forward. When we talk about we do this as a church, once again, it's not just what happens on a Sunday morning, it's what you're doing in your life. See, it's what no one else sees, but when you wake up early and you say, God, I'm gonna carve out a little bit of time before I jump into my day just to make you a priority. God, when everyone else maybe in the family is turning on the TV, God, I'm going to step out of the room and I'm just going to spend a, a few minutes, God, reflecting on your word, meditating on your word, God, reading your scripture. Why? Because I'm owning my spiritual growth. And I realize my spiritual growth does not depend on, did the worship team sing my favorite song this week? Okay, it doesn't depend on how much did Pastor Aaron yell or how much did he spit on stage this Sunday? No, it depends on God. How are we doing? When no one else sees, God, how am I with you? Like, are we okay? God, am I devoting time to you, God? Am I wanting to grow or am I comfortable just where I'm at? See, because we've said we are going to be a church that owns our spiritual growth. And so we've looked a little bit about what this looked like last year, but I want us to take a few moments and reflect on what is that going to look like in 2018? See, what will that look like? in your life? What does God want us to see? What's the vision that God has for us? And so we're going to do something together this morning. We're going to all hop into a time machine. Okay, if you guys could do that in your imaginations. You guys with me? Okay, got the little time machine music going, right? I'll punch in the date. We're going to go into the future. This is December 31st, 2018. Okay, everyone made it here with us. Glad to see all of you guys here. Okay. This is what I want you to imagine. I want you to take out your smartphone. You can take out a piece of paper in front of you. You're standing in front of yourself talking, okay? Back to the future was wrong. It will not rip apart the fabric of time, okay? We're all going to be safe. You're standing in front of your future self. And that future self begins to tell you who you are. Think about that, who you are at the end of this year. I think it's 358 days from now. And they begin to describe who you are as a person, how you've grown spiritually. I want you to take a moment. And I want you to write that down. Not what you did, not I prayed more, not I read my Bible more, but who am I? Maybe I'm less full of fear and maybe I'm more full of faith. Just write that down. 
Whatever that is, whatever you want your future self to say to you, just begin to write that down. God, maybe I'm more in love with you at the end of this year than I was at the beginning of this year. God, I've grown. God, maybe I'm more bold in sharing my faith. Whatever that is, let's just take a moment. Let's write that down. If you're still writing, you can keep, do that, keep doing that if you need to take another moment or two. But I hope as you look at that, and as you think about that, how do I want to be different at the end of this year? You've not just written down who you are right now. Because church, you're not called to be that same individual. You're not called to be that same person. See, God's desire for our life, it's growth and it's maturity. It doesn't matter if you're just starting off in your relationship with God, if you're just asking questions of faith and trying to figure out who Jesus is and what it means to live for him, or if you've been doing this thing for 20 years, you're not called to be the same person that you were before. See, each and every one of us, that's a part of owning our spiritual growth. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it talks about there this, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ and let us go on to maturity. Let's keep moving forward. Let's not stay stuck where we are at. Let's not keep at the point where we started at, but let's move forward in maturity and in faith in what God is calling us to. See, sometimes we fail at this. The other day I was talking with someone and, and as I mentioned, I just turned 40 and so been trying to change a few of my health habits and I was explaining to them or trying to explain to them what I'm doing differently with my diet. And as I, I tried to think of the words to say and I was trying to formulate something and explain to them what I was doing, I got stuck because I realized I don't even fully understand what I'm doing. Like I've heard other people talk like, don't eat this, do eat this, right? Like stay away from this, avoid this. And so I've just kind of piled it all together, but I've not read any articles for myself. And I'm thinking, man, for the past number of weeks, I've been eating this way and I don't even know why. And I think sometimes that's what we do in our spiritual walk. It's what we do in our life with Christ. Well, I heard Pastor Aaron say this, or I heard this one person tell me this at one point, but you guys, we've never owned it for ourselves. We've never taken hold of it for ourselves. And some of us, we're going through religious or spiritual motions, but they don't have a meaning because we don't really understand what Christ is calling us to. We're lacking a vision for the future. We're lacking a vision for where God is calling us to and what God really wants for our life. We don't fully understand where we're at or where we're going or even what it takes to get there. And we're just kind of wandering around doing what we think is okay or what we see other people doing, but we're not owning our spiritual growth. And you guys, Christ is calling out to us saying, let's move on to maturity, you guys. Let's grow up in our faith. Let's not stay stuck or let's not just stay where we started at, but let's continually move forward into what Christ is calling us into. You guys, this has been so heavy on my heart. I've been praying this and reading this because one of my biggest fears is I've been serving God over 20 years now, and I don't want to get to the place where I think I've arrived. 
You guys, I know this, right? I'm a pastor. I read this. I preach it. And so I'm okay. I don't want to get stuck after so many years saying, okay, God, I can kind of coast now because I've got this figured out. My deepest prayer to God is every day as I wake up, God, I don't want to be the person that I was yesterday. And God, I don't want to look back a year from now and think, man, I'm still where I was at in my faith and in my love for you and in my understanding of who you are. God, I want to grow in who who I know you to be. God, I want to grow in my love for you. I want my relationship with you to grow. God, I don't want to stay where I'm at two weeks from now, two months from now, two years or God, 20 years. I don't want to be this same person, God. I want you to change me. And you guys, we need to have that kind of heart that we own our spiritual growth and that we're asking God, Lord, help us to become the people that you're calling us to be. And so I want to give you some swimming goggles this morning. And it's simply this right here. It's this small booklet that talks about We've shown this before. We've talked to you guys about this before. If you've been here a while, if you're newer, you may have not heard us talk about this, but it's a simple way to just understand, God, where am I at? Am I exploring Christ? Am I growing in Christ? Am I close to Christ? Am I Christ-centered? God, where am I at? And the important thing is to realize it doesn't matter where you're starting at, okay? You may be brand new to faith. You may have been doing this a while. You may have gotten stuck somewhere along the way. The important thing is, God, where are you calling me to? What's next in my life? And God, what does it take to get there? And so this little thing, it just asks you a few questions, and it gives you a few suggestions of here's things that you can do to continue to grow in your faith. And these are just, they're kind of swimming goggles. They give a little bit of vision, a little bit of direction. Now, we've had these for a while, and this is what I've heard man, that seems like a lot. I mean, you just see that right there. If you could see it, I don't know if you can in the back. Like there's a lot of words on there and there's a list there and then there's more lists down at the bottom. That's quite a bit to know. And it is. But your growth is important. And I was just challenged this year. I want to challenge you because it's something God was speaking to me is, what if this became a priority in my life? What if just knowing how many yards Dak Prescott threw for, how many yards Ezekiel Elliott threw for? What if this was a little bit more important than that? You guys, what if being able to talk to someone about the latest episode of This Is Us wasn't quite as important as this in my life? Students, more than being able to give your favorite quote from the movie that you just saw or know about the latest levels on a video game, this was vital in your life. And you said, in 2018, I'm going to make this a priority. See, you guys, we're going to fill up our minds with a lot of stuff, and none of those things are bad in and of themselves. The question is, what's first in your life? Is it Christ? Are you someone that's owning your spiritual growth? Are you stuck, or are you moving forward in your relationship with God? Because he's called you to. He's called you to move on to maturity to move into the person that he wants you to be.